Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Please visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. We have hundreds of topics relevant to business creators just like you covering a breadth and depth of issues. You have the opportunity to connect to us through your favorite syndication network so that you can get fresh content served to you on a silver platter every time more brilliance and passion comes from Business Creators Radio. Now, speaking of brilliance and passion, this is one of those episodes that is going to uniquely match those two phrases that happen to form part of the slogan or the tagline for the Business Creators Institute and Business Creators Radio Show. So we're going to be dealing with brilliance when we talk about the brain, how to rewire the brain, the neuroscience of success, and how that in some ways drives the passion. So we have a fair amount of time here. We're going to be covering this, and we make it into a couple of related issues along the way, just depending on how this all goes. But I promise you folks today a treat in the form of today's guest, Michelle Molitor, who is the founder of Nectar Consulting. Just to tell you a little bit about Michelle, she works with executives and entrepreneurs bringing over 25 years of experience, intuitive insights, and strategic business savvy to your success. Her unique rapid rewiring approach is a culmination of years of study in the realms of emotional intelligence, neuroscience, organizational psychology, and rapid transformational therapy to help catalyze shifts in your thinking and eliminate mental and emotional blocks and rapidly rewire your brain for greater confidence and success. Enhancing your capacity as a leader to build high-performance teams and exponentially increase bottom-line results. As a nationally recognized speaker, certified executive coach, rapid transformational therapy, which is known as RTT practitioner, change management consultant, trainer, and writer, Michelle's passion for helping you amplify your natural talents and expand your leadership is conveyed through all aspects of her work and writing. So, Michelle, come on in. The weather's fine. Why, thank you, sir. It's lovely to be here with you, Adam. Well, Michelle, i got to say that, candidly, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, this is something that has been of great interest to me for a long time. If you see the Business Creators Institute website, you'll notice that we discuss the brain bandwidth dilemma and how bringing on a coach, a consultant, or a guide helps you expand your brain bandwidth so that you can achieve more. It's been one of my passions for a long time to understand the most powerful computer that's ever been developed, which is the human brain, and how that can combine with an understanding of neuroscience and literally how our brains are wired how that can drive our success based on how we use our brain or don't use our brain. Also, I happen to be fairly involved with the change management industry. We do a bit of that work through our consulting at the Business Creators Institute, and I'm also involved with the change management organization that puts a heavy emphasis on lean, agile, which are terms familiar in the change management industry, and also spends a lot of time educating its audience on the power of neuroscience and how that can facilitate change and transformation. All that being said, before we dive in, and we have a ton of stuff we need to cover here today, this is going to be so much fun, so much fun. Uh, I know right now we have some listeners who are right now opening separate browser tabs, 
binging the Yahoo out of the Googles trying to discover more about Michelle Molitor. That's spelled M-O-L-I-T-O-R. You're welcome. And this Thank thing you. about this thing about rapid rewiring and rewiring your brain to boost your confidence. So what we'd like to do here is let's take a quick step back. And Michelle, tell us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Well, thanks, Adam. I would love to. Um, I have been an executive coach and rapid transformational therapist now um, coming up on 18 years. And it's a joy and a passion um, that I kind of stumbled into um, after my tenure in the dot-com world. I was a graphic designer and creative director in my former life and my former career and was very quickly moved to San Francisco at the height of the dot-com boom back in 2000. Um, hurry, hurry, we're going to IPO. It's going to be super exciting. I had a golden ticket, Adam. I thought for sure I was going to be a millionaire. And the week we started was the week we were going to IPO was the week the market crashed. And so I had just started with this company, literally just moved across the country, and but we kept persevering, right, kept struggling along, putting, keeping our heads down, working eight hours a week. And ultimately, um, we never did IPO. And in the process of all that churning and burning, I, I actually got bullied out of my job um, by two coworkers that I had hired. And at the time, I was quite the deer in the headlights. I didn't know what to do or how to respond and was pretty shattered. My confidence was destroyed what little there was at the time, and uh, some wise words were given to me to find a coach to help me figure out what to do next. I was like, a what? And my uncle was like, yeah, there are these things called career coaches now. I'm like, sure, sign me up. I need I need some help. I can't see um, my nose uh, beyond the edge of my face, right? So I looked into coaching. I hired a coach, and in the process of being coached, I um, – truly discovered my passion and my purpose for helping others. Um, and so I went on to get trained and certified and have become a learning junkie ever since on how, as humans, we tick. What what makes us do what we do and get stuck when we get stuck? And so I've studied many facets of human behavior, emotional, uh, emotional intelligence, um, psychology, neuroscience, I'm secretly a science geek, Adam, and <laughs> it fascinates me. And through that process, you know, I've always sought to become the best version of me that I could become and get out of my own way. You know, I always like to say we all have junk in our trunk, right? And our job is to figure out what the junk is and get rid of it, leave it on the side of the road for someone else to come pick up. And and so in my quest to remove some of my own limiting beliefs and blocks that were holding me back and keeping me from expanding the success of my company, um, Nectar Consulting, I discovered the work of Marissa Peer, who's a world-renowned therapist, and did some work with her. And literally, things that I had been trying to get rid of for 20 years, truly, Adam, were gone in a matter of weeks. And it blew my mind because I had been searching high and low. I had tried every which way to Sunday to get rid of some of these blocks that I had to no avail. And this methodology was life-changing for me. 
So when Marissa started training people in her methodology called Rapid Transformational Therapy, or RTT for short, I was like, hell yes, man, sign me up. So I've gone on to become trained and certified in the RTT methodology, and I've combined it with my coaching in a particular way that I like to call rapid rewiring because we we start with the the deep rewiring, which is the RTT work that allows me to get at those blocks at a subconscious level with clients, and then we follow that up with coaching all inside of a 30-day period to really help them not only rewire their brain but put new strategies for success into place. So previously as a coach, just as a coach, I would have six to 12-month engagements with clients. Now I can accomplish more in 30 to 90 days um, with folks, and it's super powerful and really fun and absolutely joyful and rewarding. Yeah, the power of the brain when it comes to business. Um, I myself have recognized the healing power of the brain and have possibly, most, actually most likely, invested more time, money, and emphasis on hypnotherapy than on traditional medicine. I did a hypnosis session once where in just one hour, we managed to resolve a confidence issue that had been holding me back for 20 years, uh, stop a recurring dream that had been haunting me, and uh, get me over a really, 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 really nasty breakup in record time, all in one hour. Wow. So when you can take these things and you can create these connections and correlations and use the power of neuroscience, you can accomplish some amazing things. Now, before we get into this, we have a little bit of framing to do, and there's a couple things I want to run by you here real quick. So let's start uh, with something that I know is very near and dear to the work that you do. And I know you do a lot of work with women entrepreneurs in particular. So what are some of the biggest challenges that women entrepreneurs regularly face? That's a great question, Adam. You know, I've done a lot of research and study around what holds women back in particular as a woman. Now I like to know these things. And um, confidence has clearly been one of them. We Studies show time and time again um, women tend to not um, speak up for themselves as much. They don't negotiate as well for themselves. Um, they tend to take more of a back seat than really taking their place at the table with the other executives. And so confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, um, a lot of those things play into what holds women back. And sometimes it's, it's very subtle, right? You might have an outward facade to folks that say, oh, yeah, she's absolutely confident, but underneath, She's paddling like hell and worried that someone's going to find out, you know, the ever-popular imposter syndrome um, that people talk about. And so helping folks realize the underlying conversations they're having with themselves, even though outward-facing, they might look like they have all the shiny bells and whistles that one would want in their lives or in their, or in their career, there's still those limiting beliefs that hold them back. When we watch television shows, movies, or what have you, what we see is the edited product after it's gone through the uh, developmental editing process, and what we don't see are the 
segments that have been removed and all the stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor. It's the same with what we, how we present ourselves to our social media avatars. We share all the successes, but we don't share all that blood, toil, tears, and sweat. That's the stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor. And I yes. found it fascinating that when people uh, have a movie or a TV show they really like, that one of the things that they find particularly fascinating is when they get the DVD of it or they sign up for it through a, um, through a streaming service or what have you, they're looking for the deleted scenes and the outtakes and things like that. And I've, I myself am one of those folks. I like to see what didn't get included because sometimes that actually informs the greater story. Many times things are cut because somebody decided that uh, it just wasn't quite fitting in the story, but then we discover that it might have helped the story. And sometimes it's just simply a matter that, and this is very frequent, especially when it comes to network television programming, that they had the cut scenes they wanted to keep, but they were just running long. Uh, they filmed more than they needed for that 43 minutes to that 23 minutes to that episode, so things had to be cut. All the same, when we look at the cuts, we can discover so, so much. Now, going building up on that, uh, what have you found that can take down somebody's confidence and ultimately uh, get in the way of their success? You shared some things in your personal story, but in your work with clients, what are some of the things that have emerged? Well, it, it can be as simple as someone making a comment about your work, right? But it, the way it lands, what what was intended as constructive feedback lands as a hurtful judgment because of how we interpret it, the lenses that we hear those things through. I literally just got off a, a, a session with a new client, and um, she was having these anxiety attacks, and it was all because this fear of being judged, of being embarrassed, right? All which went back to some things that happened to her when she was eight years old, right? Little simple things. So it, it's fascinating to me because every single person is different. The things that trigger a lack of confidence so that will take that confidence down. Um, and And so whether it's, um, the things that people are saying to you or the things that you're saying to yourself. You might be getting all the most positive feedback in the world, but if you have an internal dialogue that says, well, I'm not good enough, or who am I, or I'm different, that can't be right, or that can't be good enough, that can all create a cascade effect that um, significantly impacts your confidence. Well, I've seen it happen with one word. I had I have a client of my own who was having a situation with one of his clients. And that apparently what it came down to is the client uh, wasn't quite understanding what my, what, my, what my person was doing. At the same time, in all candor, my person had a few things to develop in terms of how to communicate with the clients of where their value was and what their contributions were. And this came, this issue came to my radar screen because in a session I was having with my clients, what catalyzed them to book the session with me is uh, while this client was going off on them uh, over email, uh, they responded to one of my client's emails by saying, whatever. And that really, really, really set my colleague off. And 
what it and what it did is it made my colleague it made him feel like wait a minute no one says whatever to me because you don't dismiss my value that way so uh that actually threw him for a loop for an entire day and the way he dealt with it practically was to begin calling his clients and just ringing their phone off the hook, literally dialing every five minutes until they picked up because he wasn't going to let that sit. And it turned out that they were able to resolve that and develop a better way of working together. And one of the ground rules he had to lay was don't ever use the word whatever with me under any circumstances. If that's what you think of my value, then we'll just end right now. In fact, in fact, in fact, he related to me, he opened the call by saying, oh, great for finally picking up uh, when you can see that there's something going on here. Uh, would you like me to fire you right now, was his opening to that conversation. And the fact that that basically consumed him for an entire day shows the power of one word that could be linked to some previous experience. It could be linked to some previous unrelated feeling and what that can do Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, it might have been uh, something that was said to them as a kid, right? And uh, fundamentally, as human beings, Adam, what I found is that we all want to be seen and heard and feel respected for what we have to share through our words, our, our, our gifts, our talents. And when that gets stepped on, overlooked, pushed aside, that can very easily create a wound that we carry around for the rest of our lives. And it might have happened in first grade, right? It might have happened as a very small child or a young adult. And particularly as children, our brains aren't developed enough to discern how to handle those kinds of emotions. And so it just goes in. Like your, your brain is really just a sponge. It just takes in information. There's no... Um, there's no discernment of it. And so if you if you heard something and you made a decision about yourself because of that one word, right, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not valuable or I'm not seen or I'm not loved, whatever that might be, that then creates a, a powerful ripple effect all the way forward until at some point as an adult you choose to identify it and move it out of the way, change it, shift the emotional charge on that belief, letting it go. That's the power that is this process, RTT, because it enables me to help my clients identify what was the causal event that created that belief. And then they literally are able to rewire it, re-script it while in hypnosis because your mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined in hypnosis. So you like change your mind about it, right? We're always at choice. And so when you eliminate, release, let go of that emotional charge, then it no longer is a trigger and it creates this massive ripple effect all the way forward into your life. Yeah. Uh, the part I left out about my story because I knew what, I knew where you're going to go with this is what created such an emotional charge around being told whatever was when he was in high school and some kid was pushing him around, uh, bullying him and such, and he went to confront the kid, and the kid said, oh, whatever. And he told me that when he heard that, he saw that word typed by his client, 
he visioned himself and he went right back to the urge he had had in that moment to just punch that kid right in the mouth and bust his jaw. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, we, you know, our brains are very, very powerful places and your subconscious doesn't re doesn't forget anything. And so, um, we're covered in those mysterious buttons, right? And somebody presses yeah. on those buttons, like, boom, there comes that full memory. It comes flooding back and creates a rush of, of chemicals in your body and creates the same physical reaction. That's why, you know, high, high-end athletes, they visualize their success because as they visualize, you know, hitting the golf ball perfectly or throwing the football perfectly, whatever the sport is, they're literally firing off chemicals in their brain and and creating muscle memory even without actually doing the action because, you're, again, your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So um, it goes both ways, right? So if you had a powerful experience that was negative as a child, that's in your cellular structure and will be there until you overwrite it and shift the neural pathways in your brain. Yeah, and develop my story one step further. Um, what my what my colleague also experienced was the feeling of actually regret and in some case powerlessness that uh, his reaction in that situation was the one to hit the kid, and also that he didn't. It's like it was it was unfinished business for him that he didn't just bash that guy right in the face, and you can take that one step further and look at the larger issue, which is uh, this puts me, this has put me in situations and I've experienced situations where I was under attack and I didn't have the tools to respond to it. So when he saw that coming from his client, it brought some of that back as well. And at the same time, now that he was, you know, he's middle-aged at this point, so high school was a long time ago, what he's discovered is that when these things do come up, they create opportunities for us to discover more about ourselves, which makes us more effective as people, more effective as entrepreneurs, as executives, uh, athletes, whatever we're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Every day is a learning day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's exactly. yours to choose the learning or not choose the learning. Yeah. So a few times we've mentioned uh, rapid transformational therapy, which you call RTT. So if you could tell us more about that and give us the definition that we can build upon. Yeah, absolutely. So RTT is a really unique combination of cognitive behavioral therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and hypnosis. And inside of a two-hour session with clients, I take them through three steps, discover, rewire, transform. So in the discover portion, I've, I've sent my clients some some questions prior to our session they filled out, and we talk through those questions so I have a deeper understanding of what they're up against, what they're trying to shift and transform, and where they want it to where they want it to go beyond our work together, what they want that to look and feel like most importantly. And then I take that information and then I drop them into a very relaxed state of hypnosis. And hypnosis is it's not being asleep, you're conscious, you're awake, you're able to answer the questions I'm asking you, but your critical judging mind is taking a back seat and allowing your subconscious mind to move forward and to dictate the conversation. Just as if, um, even like, you know, when you've driven from your house to your office a thousand times and you can 
arrive at your office and be like, wow, how did I get here? I was thinking about all these yep. other things. That's that's your subconscious running the program of how to drive from point A to point B for you, right? So there's nothing scary about hypnosis. You're always in control. And so in this state of uh, relaxed being, your your body is very relaxed, almost like heavy into your chair as if um, like when you just had a, a really good massage and you don't want to get up off the table, but they're about to kick you yeah. out. You're like, oh, I got to get up, right? It's that kind of heavy feeling. And and so in this state, I'm able to actually have a conversation with your subconscious to find out what's at the root, the cause, the reason for this block, this fear, this lack of confidence. And your subconscious, which remembers everything, bubbles up to the surface exactly the information that we need to know, right? And it will recount a scene for you, but we're not reliving the scene, we're just reviewing the scene, as if it's on a computer monitor, and you're watching it over the shoulder of someone, like, wow, yeah, that's that's what happened to me. Um, And so you're seeing what you're seeing, and you're feeling what you're feeling, and you're noticing how that's impacting you. And so we do this a few times, and then we're able to take all of that information and my clients are then able to reclaim their power. So we go back to each scene and have them rewrite the script. Like, no, actually, I wanted it to go this way. I wanted it to feel this way. I wanted it to feel strong and powerful and confident versus weak and, you know, not able to defend myself or whatever might have been coming up for them, right? And so... From there, this creates a really powerful aha moment for folks because they're able to see not only where they gave their power away, but they're able to take it back. They're able to let go of the old emotional charges and to take back their power over their fears, over their amygdala, their fight-or-flight mechanism in your limbic brain. And your amygdala, or Amy, as I like to call her, Amy just wants to keep you safe and alive and on the planet. Right? And so in this process, you're taking back your power from your fears, from your amygdala, from Amy, and you're able to move forward more powerfully. Now, from here, we move into the third portion of the call, the transformation. And, and this part of the call is what I record because I'm actually instilling new empowering beliefs and habits and structures for success into place. And so I take that recording and I mix some binaural beat music and I send it to you. And then your homework is to listen to it every day for at least three to four weeks. Because in the process of listening to that, your brain likes repetition, you see, Adam. So the more you listen to it, the more true it becomes for you, right? If, you're, if you've been telling yourself your whole life, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, you have a well-worn groove in your neural pathways. Right? So this process enables us to rewrite those grooves with new empowering thoughts and beliefs and actions. I am good enough. Of course I'm capable. I'm talented. I can speak my truth, whatever that is for you. And so then we follow up that. So that's the first session. That's the RTT session. Then we follow that up with three 60-minute coaching sessions inside of a, a four- or five-week period. And those coaching sessions are there then to help you process what's shifting and changing for you because the RTT session is kind of like doing a brain detox. If anyone's ever done a, say, a sugar detox, right? You eliminate all sugars out of your diet, 
for 10 days or for 20 days, and your body's like, hey, hey, wait a minute, where did all the sugar go? <laughs> and it gets all confused right. and wobbly and, and crabby sometimes, right? So as you're going through this process, Amy, your amygdala, she, she sometimes gets a little crabby too because she doesn't like to change. She just wants to stay safe in your comfort zone, right? So this process enables me to provide support for my clients all the way through the process of creating change, but also providing a whole deep, you know, treasure trove of coaching tools to the process as well. Other um, tools, assessments, exercises for them to embody these changes more fully. So by the end of the 30-day rapid rewiring program, they are more confident, they're moving forward with greater ease, with greater joy, and have eliminated or significantly diminished the emotional or even the physical block that has been getting in their way. So let me give you a great example of a, a guy that I worked with earlier this year. And he came to me because he he knew he had an emotional block that was creating a very physical um, health issue, right? He created a multi-million dollar business before he was 30, but almost killed himself doing it because he blew out his adrenals and got his thyroid all out of whack. And so he had been on doctor's care for two and a half years, really unable to work. He had to shut down his company, his previous company, and was slowly reclaiming his health, but it was a very slow process. And inside, we worked together for 90 days, and he happened to have blood work done prior to the start of our session, and then after we had our um, our third round of rapid rewiring. And through our work together, he was able to unearth the, the deeply seated beliefs that he wasn't good enough, his fear of being judged constantly that drove him to be a hyper high performer. Like his favorite word was, I'm going to crush it. I'm like, well, actually, you don't, you don't have to crush it, right? You can relax into it and allow more of the success to flow. And the a beautiful, amazing thing was not only was he feeling better, um, but his business that he had his new business that he had started was was growing more and more and more throughout those 90 days and the medical results we got back after the 90 days showed a vast vast improvement in his health scores so so much so that his doctor's like you're like 85 percent of the way there you're doing really great so it was a huge shift for him both mentally and physically because our emotions create physical reactions in our body. So it's it's so powerful to see how when you take back your power over your fears, the ripple effect that that can have um, all throughout your system, right? It's just really beautiful to witness. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. Now, there's something I was going to uh, ask you if we had time at the end, but intuition is telling me this would be a great segue right now. Uh, you've discussed how to say no with grace and grit, and I think that there are a lot of folks who really struggle with that concept because 
no is supposed to be such a negative thing. And with everything we've covered in this half hour so far, we can see how the wiring of our brains and how that's been influenced and nurtured over the years can cause us to be in situations where we say yes to things we really should be running screaming from. So how does one do that? Well, thanks, Adam. That's a great question because so many people, and women in particular, tend to be pleasers. We want to take care of. It's our nature to build community and to help others and put ourselves last behind everybody else's needs, right? And so to say no with grace and grit is to understand what are your core drivers. What are the values that are so clear, that are so deeply ingrained in you? They're like water and air. You can't live without them. And using those values as a guide to help you say yes to the things that are truly important to you and no to the things that are maybe nice to have but extraneous. Um, to say no to the things that, oh, are you doing this to, to please others, to to go along with going along, to fit in. You know, there's a – I love that they actually put a name to it. It's called FOMO, fear of missing out, right? If your FOMO is causing you to say yes because you just don't want to miss out on something, you, you get to get really clear, like, well, do I really need or want that in my life? Is that a, a, a great way, a good way for me to use my tools, my energy, my talent? in the world, or is it taking me away from the other things that I've identified that are most important to me? So noticing what those drivers are, but also noticing what the fears are underneath that, right? Underneath the fear of missing out, what what is that story that you're carrying around? What is Amy whispering in your ear? But if you if you say if you say no, then people won't like you or you won't fit in or you'll be excluded or whatever, 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 right? So it requires you to actually pause and listen to your intuition because we all have intuition, but it's truly listening to it and then choosing from that place of what's going to be best for you to say yes or to say no to on any given day. Does that make sense? Uh, makes dollars and cents, and sometimes it can get in the way of dollars and cents. Where I, what I was thinking of is, you see this with folks who are um, either in a business development mode, and in some cases in what's known as cash flow mode, uh, where they put the need to keep the lights on above alignment with their own values, their own goals, their own beliefs, brilliance, and passion. And they take on clients or they take on opportunities, and they know even going into it, they probably shouldn't even be having the conversation. They know it's not going to work out well. Oh, but, yeah, the money's there, and uh, people are just throwing the money at them for this. But, oh, God, no. Uh, I saw a couple cases in myself maybe 10 years ago when I was looking to take my business in different directions. And just when things were starting to move in that direction – Oh, that easy money showed up, and I allowed myself to be convinced that, oh, this will be a piece of cake. This will be no big deal. I can I can do this one uh, with my hands tied behind my back and my eyes closed. And what ultimately happened is it turned into the same train wreck that I already knew it was going to be from experience, and it actually got in the way 
of the moves I was making. Uh, there's a phrase I've heard a few people say, and I tend to uh, agree with it. If you're willing to starve for 10 days, you can feast for 10 years. And what that means is if you're willing to stay focused on what is your brilliance and passion and say no to those things that, uh, you know, are, you're an easy ticket to the buffet, uh, you'll be eating in five-star restaurants for basically perpetuity, all things being equal, because you were willing to skip the buffet for 10 days or a couple weeks or a month or whatever the season was, so you needed to put all of your energy in what you were moving forward into and accept the temporary sacrifice of, oh, I don't, I'm not going to get this easy money coming in. I might have to tighten my belt a little bit. Uh, just being able to see one step forward and maintain that alignment. Yes, I always, I always like to say, you know, the universe is always listening and, you know, giving you opportunities to say yes and no. And so if you've got really clear on what you do want to say yes to, when those kind of iffy, maybe, probably not should do those show up, it's like the universe is like, are you sure you want to say yes to this or do you want to say yes to this? Here's an easy opportunity over here for you. Are you sure? And and so you have to stand clearly in your alignment with yourself, with your values, with your goals. And know, yes, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. Thank you. But no to that opportunity that's not in alignment or slightly off course from where I'm going or is the old way I was doing things, right? So that then – there's room, there's space, there's energy for you to give to the new opportunities that are just beyond, you know, your sight lines, and you can step into those when they do show up. It's like thinking about when you're driving down the road at night. You're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no lights. It's a cloudy night. It's pitch black, and all you can see is the lights out in front of your car and you can see the road and you keep driving down the road because you know that you're going to your destination and you can't see what you can't see beyond the edge of the lights of your headlights, right? But you have to trust that the road will continue and it's not going to fall off the edge of the earth, right? <laughs> and yeah. so having that trust in yourself and trust in your abilities to keep moving forward in the in the direction and the path that you've chosen for yourself is really, really important, especially as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, um, because no one else knows the vision like you know your vision for your business and how to best use your talents and abilities. Yeah, you know how it's funny you say about uh, falling off the edge of the earth, uh, and there are folks who actually to this day believe the earth is flat with all evidence to the contrary. Uh, science actually shows, since you have a passion for science, that Earth naturally is actually oval-shaped. And what makes it appear more round than it actually is, uh, is a combination of the forces of inertia and gravity and what happens to the atmosphere as it rotates. Make, you know, just that pulling of the atmosphere and the way those forces shape it, make it feel more round, but it's actually kind of an oval. It's definitely not flat. If the earth was flat, cats would have knocked everything off of it by now. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. they love to do that. Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, we, when we, you know, consider all of these, 
the, these things about the vision, about the moving forward. It reminds me of something else. Uh, I've uh, had a business coach I've worked with for over 10 years, and his influence on me has been transformational. I would not be one-tenth of where I am today uh, if it wasn't for him, and I give him credit for this all the time. Now, he, uh, one of the things he teaches in his, in his courses are things, uh, it's called the fast cash strategy. And I actually worked with him to develop some of the worksheets and materials that go with the fast cash strategy because I believe in the ability to raise cash quickly when you have a plan and you have scripts and you um, have it organized. Now, I've come to him in the past because I've been in cash flow mode. And many times he would give me the advice of, well, you know, you could uh, – you know, you could ask this person if they have any of this, and you could see if you could take on some of these things, these types of projects, going back to stuff that allegedly I used to do, although I really didn't. And I would say, you know, I I know I'm having a hard time because uh, I have the, uh, the 941 payment due to the IRS in 10 days, and I need to come up with that quarterly sum. And I know I'm having a hard time seeing how I'm going to make it right now, but what you've just suggested to me, I would – I would rather be audited than do that candidly because it's just so far out of the line with my brilliance and passion. I know how it's going to set me back. And, uh, and this is a place where he and I uh, have agreed to respectfully disagree, but there is one thing and uh, there are two things in all that that we do agree on. Number one, the power of fast cash strategies. And number two, he does see my point that, well, you know, if you're moving forward into a new venture, you want to do different things. And you're in a situation where you have that big payment to the IRS coming up or whatever it is that is causing you to have those, uh, those moments where you're up in the middle of the night wondering where the hell the money is going to come from. You're going to have to get out there and hustle anyway. So if you're going to be out there hustling, does it make sense to just hustle for the new thing you want to do and make that happen faster? So in order to – you know, stay in alignment with yourself. You, it's like, it's like riding a bike, it's like mountain biking. You have to look right ahead of where you are, but you got to keep looking up to where you're going as well, right? And so it's a constant looking back and forth. Where am I now? And where am I going? Where am I now? Where am I going? And so understanding where you are going, what are the steps that you need to take now? that are going to create the positive outcomes that you want to get to, right? And so sometimes, as you said earlier, it it means, you know, tightening up your belt um, in order to move through this moment to get to that moment um, in the long run. Yeah, and I, I think I think there's a lot a lot to that. And what we've covered in our time so far is how we can use the power of the brain, the power of the neuroscience to, to make that either happen or not happen. So this is one of the things that uh, really drives me when it comes to understanding the power of the brain and how we can use neuroscience to develop success. Uh, now, you told me a great story about uh, that one gentleman. Uh, do you have any other stories you can share with us? Because I I, I love the story-selling aspect of all this and seeing how it works in real time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm chock full of them. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people all around the globe 
um, doing this work because I do my work virtually, right? It's uh, it's great. No one has to leave the comfort of their home and their computer space. But, you know, I had one woman, for example, entrepreneur who came to me. She'd had a business for many years, and she's like, I really want to grow my business. Every time I, I get to a particular level financially, I do something, I self-sabotage, and then my income drops down again. And, oh, yeah, and then I get a horrible bout of IBS or inflammatory bowel syndrome. I was like, oh, wow, okay, well, let's get rid of that, shall we? She's like, yeah, let's. And so we went through the rapid rewiring process. And she listened to her recording every single day. And she she wrote to me at the end of our work together. And she said, I've been listening to my recording every single day. And today I had my biggest client meeting ever. And my body is completely on board. The fear response is gone. And I haven't had any issues with IBS. Now, you got to understand, Adam, She'd been dealing with this for 15 years. This IBS had been going on in her life for 15 years, and it was gone. And when I wrote to her about a month later to get a testimonial, she's like, what What did we work on? I don't remember. It literally had, like, left her whole consciousness, and her body has been healthy and happy ever since. And so you can see how incredible and powerful our minds can be. They can work for you or they can work against you, right? And so when you can get your mind on board with where you want to go, with what you are creating by eliminating those fears, that junk in your trunk, right, then the sky truly is the limit for what you can create for yourself. It's just a matter of identifying those old fears those beliefs that you've been carrying around and rewriting them, rewiring them in your neural pathways in your brain so you can create greater success. In this client's particular case, she had a deeply seated fear of becoming too powerful. And so that was creating the physical response that then was creating the the self-sabotage, right? So we eliminated that. And she's been off to the races, and her business has vastly improved, significantly improved since we've worked together. Um, so, you know, I've had other clients who come to me with, um, you know, not only confidence issues, but, you know, different kinds of physical issues as well. I had one client who wanted to increase her capacity as a leader so she could um, expand her success in her career and her arthritis and her psoriasis were really getting in the way of that, right? Because she was very self-conscious about it. And and so in the work that we did together over 90 days, um, she was able to significantly diminish by like 80% her arthritis and her psoriasis, which amplified her confidence, which then created this amazing ripple effect in her career, right? So folks don't realize oftentimes that the the thoughts, the beliefs they're carrying around about themselves are creating this physical response in their bodies. You know, there's a, a great book by Bruce Lipton called The Biology of Belief. And through his work as a scientist, as a cell biologist, He's shown us that our beliefs actually 
impact our biology. They impact the 50 trillion cells that are running around in our body. And so telling yourself positive thoughts, I know I can, I am enough, I am capable, I'm confident, I believe in myself, literally has an impact on how your body responds. You know, um, so many different science experiments I can point to, but I don't want to, you know, bore your, your listeners with too much <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I, yeah, I personally find it fascinating. I know a lot of other people do as well. Now, as far as this fear of being too powerful, uh, this actually reminds me of something. I was involved in a startup five or six years ago, and uh, one of the pieces of this was developing an online learning curriculum. And to facilitate the delivery of the course material, uh, the startup acquired a, a WordPress theme that had a learning management system or an LMS attached to it. And damn it, we could not get the thing to work. Uh, so I, I filmed these Camtasia videos showing how we were trying to do what the instruction said, and it wasn't working, wasn't getting us the results we were looking for. I showed how we had searched their support forums and everything else and found other people with similar situations and it tried to follow the advice it was given and it just wasn't happening and uh eventually the the folks uh who developed this wordpress theme uh, got back to me with a video of their own and it was quite obvious uh i i mean you'd have to see it to believe it that uh, they were they had creatively edited their response to me to blot out the parts where it was quite obvious that their theme was just not living up to its promise and it actually couldn't do the things that it said it was supposed to do. So I went to the the, the, the reseller that was selling the theme, the, the platform they were selling it on, and I said, guys, um, I know that you have a no refunds policy here, but this is really bad, and here's all the evidence. And then I got a note back from the, uh, from the sales platform that said, uh, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Uh, we, have, we have notified the theme developer that we have deactivated their buy links and instructed them to develop a product that meets its promise. And that threw me because my actions had led to them having a source of their income cut off. I'm thinking, okay. wow, that's a lot of power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we speak our truth and we stand up for what we know is right, um, it does have an impact. And so I always tell people, you know, you have to use your power for good, not evil. But in the larger scheme of things, in that example, um, you were helping to serve in a positive way a whole group of customers who, were, who had yet to select that as a choice, right? And saving them the time, the effort, the trouble of realizing, oh, this doesn't actually do what it claims it does, and lighting a fire under the the developer to actually have it do what they were intending it for, for it to do, right? So yeah, th that's a a great way to to stand up for the little guy, if you will, and um, call people on the carpet when it's necessary. Yeah, once I got past my, uh, it, you know, you, you said the, the impact of things and how they can and how they can influence those 50 trillion molecules we have. I was, uh, I mean, my reaction like humming, uh, humming, 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 like 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 Ralph Cramden, we got called out by Alice. I mean, uh, it was one of those things. Uh, but then I thought it through further, and I realized that yeah, I would 
probably did help somebody down the line. Now, the last time I checked on this, uh, which maybe was a year or two ago, uh, I obviously I'm interviewing you here, so I didn't just go binging the Yahoo all the Googles on this one. But the last I heard, and remember, my experience was five or six years ago, this platform is still for sale and people are using it. So without getting into research, the surface level conclusion I can reach is they did fix it. And it's something that people are gaining benefit from. That's awesome. Yeah, so so to me, it's sometimes what this makes me think of sometimes is that when you think through all of the impacts, consequences, and who the stakeholders are in this scenario. I mean, when I was going back and forth with these people trying to get their platform to work and trying to get their support on it, it wasn't even on my mind at the time that there were other people who were using this platform as well. Even though I was in their support forum hearing all these other people complain about the same issues I was having. And uh, it's coming up over and over again, which tells you that, yeah, it's probably a problem. Uh, it didn't occur to me till after the fact, as, as we just discussed here, that there was a stakeholder that wasn't even conscious in my mind but was present in the interactions, which were all the other customers. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing that it's important for your listeners to understand, Adam, is that you are powerful beyond measure. And when you put your time, your talents, your focus on a problem, you can find a way through it. But you have to be willing to remove the blinders and see the other options that are available to you that might not look like what you expect them to look like, right? The the best yeah. answer might come from out of left field, um, ultimately serving the greater good. You know, I can think about, you know, all the people that I've worked with all around the world, and whether that's through working one-on-one -on -one with folks or through my talks or the articles that I've written or the book Breakthrough Healing that I've written, um, is, you know, every person who reads that or, or sees one of my posts or takes in some of the, the message that I have to share, it can create an aha moment for them. They see in themselves the thing that they couldn't see the moment before. And that aha moment, that, oh, now I get it. The light bulb turns on and they're able to move forward more powerfully than they could just a few moments before. And so knowing that I am powerful, you are powerful, every person who's listening is powerful beyond measure is part of what keeps me, you know, doing the work that I do because I know that as people listen, they will find the ahas and the insights in the words that I'm sharing that enables them to get up and you know, do what they do for another day to be of service in their way, in their world, and that just keeps the, the ripple in the pond going and going and going, right, which is yeah. a beautiful thing and why we get out of bed every day, right? Exactly. Now, we have um, three minutes left here, and I want to interject something just very quickly. I'm wondering if part of this uh, study of neuroscience and how the brain can be impacted by events goes back to um, how children are treated when they make mistakes. Think of how many times you have the child who got caught stealing from the, the candy dish. Let's just use that as an example. And uh, 
they have to and they and they can get put through some process where they have to uh think about how bad they've been and then they're walked through being forced to say i'm sorry and i'll never do it again well first of all are they really sorry maybe they're not uh are they evil probably not and will they do it again how do you know how do they know and all this leads to a sense of guilt of and oh well i felt short i must be a bad person and what i did was really really wrong where it could be i did the best i could and it just didn't turn out the way i wanted so for kids they don't have you know again your brain hasn't developed enough to be able to fully understand and comprehend emotionally um those levels of those finer levels and nuances right so um whether it's a child or adult you, you, you might say i'm sorry um but you don't want to say i'm i'm bad or wrong because then that that seeps into your subconsciousness and you start to take that on right so gosh okay i could have done that differently and i can learn from my my mistakes and i can move forward yeah. making a different choice in the future right but you don't ever want to own the but what I mean by that, you, so instead of saying I'm bad or I'm um, I'm a terrible person, like I I could have done that differently. Um, I feel badly about it. I can handle it in a different way. Um, instead of I'm I'm having pain, I'm noticing um, a pain sensation in my body. But when you say I am in pain then your your subconscious your psyche takes that in and, and quote owns it so you don't want to own those negative beliefs um so i always tell folks be very mindful of your words be mindful of the language that you're using with yourself because it has an impact again back to the biology of belief it impacts all of yourself so choose the words that do positively impact you i am enough I'm smart enough, I'm talented, um, I'm unique, I am lovable, I'm worthy. Whatever that thing is for you, tell yourself that the positive aspect of it. Yeah. Rinse, repeat on the daily. Because the more you tell yourself, I am enough, for example, the more true it becomes for you. And then it has this profound effect on how you show up in the world, how confident you are, how you believe in yourself, yep. et cetera. Exactly. So we're actually at the top of the hour here. Uh, for anybody who's curious about discovering more, 30 seconds, tell us what they can do. They can visit my website, NectarConsulting.com. Um, you're welcome to book a discovery session with me, a complimentary. We can chat and you can tell me more about what you're dealing with and how it can be of service. You can also visit the Brain Candy section on my website. I have a whole bunch of free resources, downloads, ebooks. Um, transformation recordings for you to take full advantage of. Yeah, so that's NectarConsulting.com, and I've checked it out myself. There's a lot of stuff under the Brain Candy session if you're looking to try, and Michelle showed you a place where you can take it a step further. So, Michelle Malter, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and an education. Thank you, Adam. Have a blessed day, everyone. All right, for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. <laughs>